Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How you doing this morning? I'm doing good. It's uh, about the sixth or seventh day that I've uh, brought this chair in to sit down next to you. <laughs> and uh, this morning you asked me, hey, what are you doing with your chair? Well, the last time I saw that chair, uh, we took it to a, uh archery contest uh, with Jack. And uh, I've had that chair now about 10, 12 years. Uh, and it belongs to Deb. And so I had her put it in her car and take it home. And um, it was one of your favorite chairs to sit in. And I thought maybe that you had paid a visit to Deb during the night and mm-hmm. got back your chair. <laughs> we had two chairs. She took one from the uh, oh. thing, And this one was in my closet, uh, tucked away. And it is. It's a straight-back fold chair that I... Very, uh, very ordinary chair, but I like it because it sits good. That's good. I'm glad you got it back. <laughs> How are you doing on a Saturday? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Lazy. Mm-hmm. But then I'm lazy every morning. So uh, what's her schedule? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, she tried to get up... Um, Get my jammies off and clothes on, and um, as usual, I'm on this uh, spring, winter, whatever, uh, lockdown, (laughs) cleaning spree. So um, I'm cleaning each room and cleaning out drawers and throwing away just tons of junk. How do you get so much junk? I am the recipient of your cleaning sprees because the house is in absolutely, it looks like a hospital ward. It is ultra clean. Well, it's going to be. (laughs) I just work a little at a time. I finally decided I don't have to do it all in one day because every day is the same. I said uh, this morning when we got up that I'm going to uh, suggest something different for us. We're going to have an exciting day. We're going to have uh, dinner in the living room <laughs> and and turn that television on and have dinner in the living room so that we can uh, celebrate a really exciting change. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. We'll uh, put our mask on and our jackets and we'll go outside and get in the car. And then on the count of three, we'll get out of the car and come in the front door. And uh, they will tell us to be seated. There is a wait of 25 minutes. So we'll just sit on the couch there with our jackets on and uh, our mask on and uh, uh, chit-chat for 20 minutes. And when, you know, the visible, invisible lady comes and tells us uh, our table's ready, we'll come into the living room and... And then we'll go outside on the patio or the terrace of this restaurant and have dessert. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we will order exactly what we want since <laughs> this is a, a metal thing. Uh, we will, uh, I will get, uh, let's see, what do I, mashed potatoes and uh, a gravy. steak and, uh, yeah, gravy, mashed potatoes, and lots of bread, that fluffy good old bread. <laughs> well, I think uh, I'm... Uh be a toss-up between uh, sushi mm-hmm. and um, the, what do we call it, tapenaki, tapenaki, whatever that is. Uh, and then I might have a steak, yeah. 
I might have all of them. <laughs> you know, my doctor said stay away from beef, and I've been telling you the last three years, Evelyn, in our in in our meals, we've got to have fish and chicken, and stay away from red meat because, uh, as my cardiologist said, Doctor Khan, way back when, that uh, you should eat one steak a month. Is all that you should eat. And he said, for every pound that you're overweight, your heart has to pump blood 25 extra miles a day. That's horrible. Mine would be pumping a lot. I know. And I've, I've been thinking the same thing. I've uh, been having trouble with my tummy. And um, I just found out by, that's what I've been doing this morning is reading on my phone, that um, when a person loses their gallbladder, uh, sometimes um, that gallbladder has an adverse effect to the food that you had always eaten before. And uh, beef is one of them. Mm -hmm. Any kind of fatty food is one of them. But you know what? After living on a farm and then just being a meat eater, uh, it's very hard after all this time to give it up. But uh, I am kind of fed up with my stomach not having uh, the ability to take care of my food situation uh, without my gallbladder. But I think I'm I'm going to try something because I need I don't need to drop very much weight. Um, about what? About eight pounds? Is that a lot? That's not that much, is it? I mean, compared to some people. For you, because you don't weigh more than one hundred and twenty pounds, so eight pounds is a yeah. big amount. Yeah, that's a big amount. So <laughs> I'll just stay with that. That's a big amount. So anyway, I'm trying to figure out, I want to do it sensibly um, so that I don't fail. And I want to do it right so that I can help my stomach out get control of itself. So losing your gallbladder has adverse effects on your body, the way food uh, uh, affects your digest. Uh, wonder me losing my prostate. What does that affect? Does that affect uh, what I eat from Dairy Queen? I don't think your food uh, passes through your prostate. Uh, Not trait, it's prostate. Prostate. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> uh, yes, because um, your gallbladder kind of took care of that. It was your filter machine, I think. It kind of took care of all that nasty stuff that you ate and, and fixed it so it would pass through your body without upsetting you too much and then when it's gone and you still constantly feed that kind of food to it um but you know no one really said anything to me about now you know you should kind of maybe adjust your diet if you're a high protein you know eater and like fat foods and gravies and sauces and you know all that stuff no one mentioned that to me um and probably wouldn't have done it anyway, I guess. Well, you uh, likened what we did when we were growing up on the farm. There's a couple of things that were totally different 
uh, growing up on the farm, like you mentioned before, uh, the the meat was not tainted or there were not shots into the beef and pork. Uh, they were natural pigs and natural calves and cows that were butchers. So first of all, the meat was clean. And secondly, the people who ate that meat back then worked 10 to 12 hours a day physical labor. Well, yeah, and I was thinking a while ago, uh, I was thinking about um, how... Uh, we had sort of lost weight this year when we went camping. And I thought, oh, my hands. I meant we would get up, which I would love to do now, except I thought, well, why wouldn't it work now? And I thought, well, I'm not walking 10 miles a day either because uh, we would get up and have now a half a bagel, not a whole and a half a bagel with all that good honey pecan sour cream junk on it, oh, delicious, and had a big cup of coffee. And then we would be camping, and we would go to the little shack at Fun Valley, and we would have a uh, double cheeseburger with french fries, eat that whole thing for lunch. lunch. And then in the evening, uh, we would have a big campsite with a whole bunch of people and big meals. You know, always something. And then later on during the night, we'd have s'mores. And I thought, why can't I do that? I thought, okay, I'll just start doing that here. But you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get out of the house because we walked. I meant we were walking or jumping on the bikes and riding around with the kids or doing something like that. So I think I'm going to have to get a little more active that way. And I think to myself, I'm I'm fairly active for my age in the house. I mean, I'm, as you say, I'm always on the move. You know, I mean, very seldom do I sit down during the day until the evening. And, uh, but I thought that's just normal. I'm going to have to do a little extra. And uh, I'm having trouble with my mind. <laughs> Adjusting to, Hello. yeah, to uh, what I think I need to do and following through. I'm having a little trouble with that. So, in what way? Doing it. <laughs> I I will think I'm going to get out and walk, and then I think, uh, no, not right now. I really don't understand that. I'm going to have to. Uh, Going to have to do that. That's a problem with your commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the older I get, the less committed I am. I used to be very just on top of things, but. Keep it up and we'll commit you. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> oh, that would probably be heaven, wouldn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't have to do anything. They just bring my meals to me and lay there and get fat and ugly. Well, you wonder why I am a ritualistic type person. Uh, if I don't get up and the first thing I go in and I get my walking shoes on, I don't walk in my sandals anymore after falling and Good busting job. my head. Yes. So I get my sandals on first thing. First thing. First sandals. thing. No, I get, I'm, I get my, yeah, I get my sneakers on. My, mm-hmm. I, I bought a good pair of walking shoes. And the the first thing I do is I start my walk, and that's my meditation time as well. I pray for all the people in my life, 
and uh, but I walk around this block twice. How far would you think that would be? About 30 feet. <laughs> I measured it. It's almost a mile. Really? Whenever yes. you go around it twice, it's almost a mile. And I walk as fast as I can. The neighbor's... The neighbor woman over across the way who's got that camper, she she told her husband that I was trying to get away from somebody the way I walked. So I walk around the block twice. and uh, But before I do that, first thing I do after I get my sneakers on, I do 85 half-body push-ups. Now, that's half-body. And as Jack said, it doesn't amount to anything. It's just... <laughs> I'm not saying a word. But I do 81 because it's uh, how old I am. And the, I would get motion sickness <laughs> doing your exercises because you, you look like you're pumping something. <laughs> maybe you. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> and then I do 25 sit-ups. Those are legitimate sit-ups. I do 25 of those. Yeah. And then I go do my walk around, and I walk around twice. <laughs> I'm, this, is, this is really cruel, and I'm sorry. But, and then you come and sit in your chair. And you can't get out of your chair. Well, I'm not done with my exercise yet. And uh, then I do the 25, I do the uh, walk around twice, and then I do 25 knee squats. And I do those knee squats so that I can get up out of the chair. (laughs) And uh, so then I come in and have the, I read a chapter every day. You don't know that I have. And then I uh, have a little thing for Augie. And then I come in and wait for you to get up. (laughs) I know you don't know that I have a little pad and uh, paper and pencil over here. And every time you get up out of your chair, I make a bet with myself how many times it'll take you, how many rocks back and forth that you'll have to take to get out of the chair. I'm mean. I'm so sorry. Well, like uh, like you said, the story of the uh, fat lady who rocked herself to sleep trying to get up. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's sorry. Well, the fact is, I do get up, though, yes. you know, yes. and I've had several broken bones. But then that's, that's, that's my thing. I'm just, uh, I'm just tired of uh, my condition that I keep my stomach in, I guess. Yeah. Through wild eating? Uh, I think it's just I'm bored with eating right now. Um, seem like, you know, when you're in like this, you kind of get in the habit of fixing the same things over and over. We don't really, we don't go to a restaurant. We haven't been to a restaurant. Well, we went with the kids not too long ago, but, um, you know, something different, how you'd go out and have something different. Um, and I'm just kind of bored with the food. So therefore, if it's not that satisfying to eat, uh, then I just double up on it, thinking it will be. And then uh, sometimes we eat so early in the afternoon that, you know, 8 o'clock at night, I'm thinking, I'm not hungry, but I'm thinking I need to eat something. I'll get up in the middle of the night and be starving to death. <laughs> so it's just my mental. I think it's I think it's a lot to do with just the fact that there's not that call to be out and about and more active. Let me uh, explain that the restaurant we went to was an outdoor restaurant, <laughs> and everybody sat six feet apart. Yes. And uh, everybody had masks on until they 
ate and uh, put masks on after they ate, and everybody who worked at the restaurant had masks and yeah. gloves. And uh, I like the uh, notice at the front door, uh, a mask is required at this restaurant. If you don't like wearing a mask, then don't come in. Because they were actually, you know, telling people you can't come in. Because some people just go on anyway, and uh, <clears throat> so, and you have to wear a mask mm-hmm. while you are walking around in the restaurant, and when you uh, go to the restroom, and only time you can have your mask off is when you're having dinner. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I wanted to. Exp- that was a fabulous dinner too. <laughs> yes. Mexican. Yes, it was so good. Uh, I wanted to explain to you why I went through my regiment uh, exercise. And my point is, if I get up in the morning and if I don't do that, if I quit one morning, then it's over. I'll go and go and have all the alibis in the world. It's so easy because I am basically a very, very lazy person. And it would be very easy for me just to say, hey, uh, I, I will live a 80 and 90-year-old person's life and sit around and get 400 pounds and sit in the backyard. But uh, that was the reason for me going through my... Ah. And the restaurant was a good one. It was good Mexican food. That's good, though, that you are that. I envy you being that. You know, I'm not that. I just have to fight it. Well, I don't care. I, I admire your fight, uh, because uh, I never slept very well my entire life. I have never really had good sleep, and now that I am at this age, um, my sleep is very important to me. And so I I pick staying in bed and sleeping an extra hour um, to getting on that horse and getting outside. Well, that's your uh, quiet time. You you have always, since I've known you from from uh, I would say sunrise till nine o'clock. That's your sleep time. Oh, yes, that's my best sleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Getting, getting my mind to quit. And um, I have a little combination that I do at night that I wouldn't dare try to stop because it seems to work. Um, because it takes me a while for my mind. My mind never stops. I mean, it's just talking to me all the time. <laughs> And uh, so it's very hard to shut that down. I uh, must have a simple mind because whenever I lay down, by the time I, my head hits the pillow, I am sound asleep. Oh, I can prove that, yes, because I have talked to you a lot of times on the way to come in to get in bed, and then when I turn around to say something, as your head went down to the pillow, you were gone. You were already, boom, have you been dreaming anything lately? I dream a lot. I dream a lot. Do you dream in color? I don't think so. 
What does that mean? I don't do it. Well, we're used to the old black and white Western hop along Cassidy, you know? Yeah. No, uh, somebody just asked me that. I think Jack asked me one day, do I dream in color? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I do know that, uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I have dreams. I have I haven't, uh, we're some wood, I'll knock on some wood. I haven't had any of those crazy screaming kind yet for a little while. I've been dreaming a whole lot, but my dreams have been good dreams. And I would get up in the morning and the dream always involved, most generally involved you. If there were a female in there, you were the female in it. Mm. And it was there the, here lately. Is there've been real good dreams, like you know, walking down a great path, and and there's going to be something at the end of the path that we were all looking for. It, they were very positive dreams. But then, as you notice, uh, whenever I get up in the morning, I got scars all over my face. <laughs> I think you're fighting people in your dream. Yes, you do. You always scratch your face and yeah, carry on. I am, um, when you talk about the dreams, I have dreamed, I guess, in the last month about dead people. Uh, I don't know why. I meant they're not dead when I'm dreaming of them, but I meant people that have passed, okay. uh, like my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um and a, a couple of people that I would never even think of that are relatives that I didn't have that much to do with growing up, uh, but they were in my dream, and I thought, why in the heck were they in my dream? Mm-hmm. You know, and they have passed. So it was, you know, that's kind of weird. I don't guess it's weird to dream about your parents if they have passed. You know, but um, I have. Mm-hmm. Is um, is there a meaning to dreams? Uh, yes, yes, because um, I had the same dream for a long time, and I thought it was so oh, crazy. Uh, and so finally I looked it up, and it told you what... I mean, it actually, you know, said what it meant uh, having those dreams. And, um, yuck, very revealing about yourself. Yeah. I know all during my uh, occupanure life where, as you knew better than anybody, you would tell me how much money we needed on Friday, and I had to grab my briefcase and hit the streets and, sell advertising, and and uh, I would always have this dream. It, it was not a dream. It was a nightmare. And I would be in a restaurant or a public place. There would be several people around, and I would be naked, not a stitch of clothes on. And I would keep trying to hide and, and keep anybody from seeing me, but nobody saw me. I was just invisible, but I would be running around in this restaurant or bus stop or train station or whatever, trying to hide my nakedness. And uh, so whenever I went to the um, psychological program of uh, getting my master's degree, I had to go see a psychologist and 
had to spend so many hours under her to make sure that I was all right. And I told her about the dreams, and she said, well, that was just your feeling inside that you were unprepared to go out and do what you had to do, but you did it anyway. And uh, so that was kind of revealing about about dreams, and that is really boring because I bored myself. No, it's just, uh, yeah, sometimes, uh, especially when you have the same one. Yeah, I had the same one when I was young. I had a one dream that I did all the time, and it just seemed like uh, I finally, in my dreams, conquered the fear that was in those dreams and... So, yeah, I believe in dreams. Yeah, I had this uh, terrifying dream whenever I was a little boy that uh, three men tried to get into my bedroom. And uh, three boys mm-hmm. tried to break into my bedroom. But then, you know, but then I realized that uh, in our house we had one bedroom for four boys, one bedroom for four girls, and then mom and dad had their bedroom. So... Ken, Don, and Kirby were just coming to bed. They weren't trying to get me. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And we lived on a farm that uh, the house was a barn before it became our house. And our bedroom was a porch that had been boarded in to make a bedroom. And you could actually stick your finger between the boards and the outside. And there'd be many times I'd wake up, there'd be snow on our bed, but uh, whenever I, whenever I say that to my siblings, they uh, say I had a, a trip of fantasy. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> so, uh, going back to our virtual dinner tonight of mm-hmm. steak, and you're going to have sushi and everything. Mm-hmm. What's your dessert? Now, remember, you can have anything you want. Mmm. Uh, it would be depending on where I was. Virtually, you're wherever you want to be. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. So um, I'll say that this restaurant happens to have both of my dessert. I would have um, sticky rice with mango. Haven't had that in a long time, and that is so good. Or I would have a cream brulee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I would have a bite each of yours, but then I would have blackberry cobbler with vanilla ice cream. Mm. Cobbler like your mother used to make. Yes, yes. She could throw a cobbler together. Oh, good. Your mother's would have been birthday is coming up. Yes, it is in about four days. Mm -hmm. February 3rd, she will be 101. Yes. Betty was a great woman. She was a unique. She was she and my mother, and women of that age were the kind of women that won the West. I often say that whenever you see that picture of the uh, buckboard coming across the prairie, and you had the man sitting up on the seat on the buckboard, and the two oxen's pulling the buckboard, and a guy on the seat. Uh, our mothers were the ones that had the reins of the oxen out walking in front, leading the way. <laughs> That's about right. Yep. So have a great Saturday, darling. I will. I'm going to get up and do something.
Well, get everything prepared. You know, we got a virtual dinner tonight and uh, virtual TV and uh, virtual everything. So I know. Uh, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Just tickle. That's your joy that you got back. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Talk to you later. Love you, darling. Love you, hon. Bye.